that subscribe button. episode of the guys who talk about sports this is joe and with me as always are matt zach brent jesse and as a special guest today is mr steven schwinn steven welcome to the podcast man welcome stevie thanks for having me all right so uh let's kind of get right into it so first off we want to make sure that we uh give a shout out to anchor our sponsor as they are every week with our podcast leave a like leave a review subscribe first off before we get into last week's standings or this week's standings uh like we said last week for frank gore and uh thomas davis um larry fitzgerald has officially announced his retirement um from our podcast to you mr fitzgerald uh you were an inspiration and a great player and uh you know we know that you're a listener we know you're a patreon subscriber um so keep listening even though you're in retirement i'm sure that you want to keep up with the games Congratulations on an excellent career, Larry. Excuse me, Joe. If I if I don't if uh, if you wouldn't mind me interrupting here, I also would like to say Larry's probably one of our 500 views on Anchor, and I would have to say thank you to all the listeners, uh, everyone who's been involved. 500 views is is huge for us. Thank you. This wouldn't be possible without you guys. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> top five all time. Oh yeah. The man forgot how to drop footballs. Truly incredible. Great career. Start to finish, you know, it's really hard, especially nowadays with player mobility. It's hard to see a player stay, stick it out on one team throughout their entire career. So good for you, Larry. He's had some trash QBs to deal with. <laughs> My God. Oh, trash is one way to put it. Uh, I saw that Frank Gore has not completely closed the door on his career. He wants to run it back, Joe. He, Maybe he's not he done. said under the right uh, circumstances he'd come back. So I'm assuming that does not mean with the Jets. Um, but what, what would lead you to believe that? Um, I mean, I, I would. Just, so what? What? What I mean by that is, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna declare this for the podcast since I'm the host. I can do that. Um, we as a podcast give Frank Gore permission to ring Chase. Yeah, I was just thinking mid-season signing. Just see who's eleven and zero. Like, That's right, what I'm saying. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Under the right circumstances, get get to like uh, if if he can get on the Chiefs. I mean, Adrian Peterson's trying to do the same thing next year too. What I'm saying is, we give you permission, Frank. Um, but we know that Frank's a listener, and we gave him <laughs> such a nice send off last week, and he goes and turns around and says that he's not completely over. 
Absolutely right about that, Joe. You took time out of your day. You planned ahead and you said something very, very nice about him. And I actually chuckled when I got the update that he's <laughs> he's, he's going to give it a 17th year. He's thinking about it. He must have. I mean, we know Frank's a listener. Fired him up. He ain't done yet. Probably wants to play he's with the son, too. He's addicted to football. I get it. Is he the oldest running back ever? No, they're I mean, they're probably he's, older. He's up there. In like the last Not like as good. 40 years, yeah, though. Definitely. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Schwinn. We got Brent looking that up right now. It's probably some guy in like 20s. So Jim Thorpe was the oldest running back in NFL history to play. He played until he was 40. I believe Frank Gore is. That was in 1928, by the way. Frank Gore was born in 1983. I believe that would make him 37. No mathematician. Yeah, something like that. But I don't think he's got three years in him. Modern football. The modern game. Yeah. Joe, Um, we've gone way too long without addressing the fact that you went 16 and 0 last week. What the, what in when God's green earth got into you? That's what, uh, that's what I was about to get into. Yeah. Um, You have the floor now, please just explain what was going through your head. Not only because you dipped out on the show last week, we thought you were crazy when you picked the chargers. This man was feeling dangerous. I woke up feeling dangerous. Uh, you know, I, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And uh, I, I mean, to be honest, it's uh, it's kind of slight work. Those those other weeks, you know, I was kind of just sitting back, um, you know, cruising along. But when I saw that you had one game ahead of us, uh with the with one with one week remaining i decided to uh you know put the pedal to the metal and actually put some thought into my picks that week uh no i'm just kidding it was complete luck uh, talk about an utter collapse no joe no you gotta ride with it bro you already put the sunglasses for the, everyone like listening joe just in the coolest way possible just slid on some <laughs> sunglasses right before that take joe you ride that 16 and 0 you knew everything you obviously knew that what made you pick the chargers I know, I know whatever with the Chiefs benching everybody, but seriously, who, what gave you the stones? No, that was actually 100% it. So, like, I mean, like you guys said, I wasn't able to stay on for the full podcast last week. But if I had, I would have just mentioned that. I mean, they benched everyone. The Chargers are a good team. Um, they just, I mean, they fired Anthony, Anthony Lynn this past week. But what I'm saying is they need, they need something. And I think that they... I think that the front office may have it right, Anthony Lynn. Because um, so, I think there was a controversy last week. It was mentioned in last week last week's podcast briefly, but was mentioned that it might have been a typo. And so there is some sort of controversy around that sixteen and zero that maybe it might not be legit because I you didn't explain the pick. You chose the Chargers. It was mentioned as a typo. Didn't was never cleared up. I don't know. I mean, can we oh, count well, that, if, or is if, it is it disputed or no, an asterisk? How do we tell you how do we do right that? I'll tell you right now that every great team runs into um, adversity. Um, and I guess this is mine, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now that, uh, that I had that pick long before, um, you know, we started the podcast. I had actually spoken to Zach about it uh, beforehand and Zach and Zach and uh, Zach can attest to that. And if he doesn't want to, that's fine. He'll see my lawyers, but um <laughs> You know that th- this is a this is a full fledged no asterisk sixteen and zero. I'm not the Patriots. Uh, you can call me the Miami Dolphins, going undefeated, 
so yeah, any, any other questions from the peanut gallery? Not a question, just more of a general statement, Joe. You had alerted us when you were seven and oh, and I gotta I gotta admit, by that point, I was certainly sweating bullets. I think you had already determined that the best we could do was tie. But towards mm-hmm. the end, dude, I was really just rooting for you because that was incredible. I know we've been sucking you off. I'm I'm gonna, you know, knock you down a little bit later in this episode, but you know, credit where it's due. Congratulations. I appreciate that. And uh, Jesse, I'd like to son of a bitch throw out an appreciation uh, comment to you. Uh, you know, the Eagles really did me a solid with uh, taking Jalen Hurts out. If uh, they hadn't won, I probably wouldn't be wearing this this uh, Washington football team uh, throwback shirt. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I talked I talked with Doug. He was like, you know, Joe's 15 and 0. Like, let's just. Let's just, you know, we're not playing for anything. Let's just tip of the hat to right. to an all-time great. Right. Tip of the hat to an excellent career, you know. <laughs> so, um, but, I mean, so what, what do you guys think? Do you guys want to talk about the Eagles right now? Because uh, that's definitely a thing I want to talk about. What, what do you think, Jesse? You ready to um, – Or do we want to get into last hold week? Hold your hat in shame right now? Or do you yeah. A little bit later. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah, I mean, I'll just, I'll just kind of – Say how I'm feeling a little bit. Like I, it might be going too in depth with sports center and stuff because they got to fill time. So I tried listening to like some key journalists and former players who I respect and who I think knows what's going on. And I just I just really wanted to make sure that it's it was all right for me to feel completely disgusted by what the Eagles did. Um, you know. They also changed. they also lost three of their last uh, four games too. Like they the, they beat the Cowboys. They weren't even expected to beat the Cowboys. Like that was a huge surprise. And you go out there with your brothers. And they're like, oh, why can't we exactly get in? What's gonna like, happen the next play? You've been terrible you might, recently, aside from you know, this last game. Uh, like you might never walk again. You see that with Alex Smith. Every play could be your game. last. And to think that you're uh, taking your foot off the gas, and just Doug Peterson just lying to the fans' faces, thinking I, I put Nate Sudfield in there to, to close it out. I mean, he looked terrible. He looked awful. I mean, no one was, no one was playing. They were sitting, which is, which is fine. That's what teams do all the time. That's what Pittsburgh did. That's what Kansas City did, you know, to get ready for the playoffs. Or, you know, if you got some vets, you just sit the vets in the Eagles' case. But you still had Kelsey out there. You had Ertz out there. And you just ensured that you would lose this football game by plugging in an inept quarterback. So it's disgusting. I don't think it's worth uh, moving up to three picks. Um, I think it, you lost the locker room, uh, lost the fan base. I mean, we'll co- we'll come back. Obviously, there's nowhere else to go. But it's just, it's uh, yeah, it was disgusting. That's the word. Yeah, and Jesse, it, it's great hearing that from an Eagles fan because it, as an Eagles fan, that makes sense. You know, it's something you can empathize with. I mean, that's it's it's annoying. It's frustrating, right? But what about these losers, these absolute losers up in New York? Like, losers. Like, 16 they, – they win six games. They win six games, and they're complaint and like, oh, my gosh. It's not even your – They feel f- like we owe them something. We won six games. I mean, we – you know, we're in it. We get – you know, I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm not – you know, obviously I'm riding high on that. But what losers? I mean, come on. Lost three of the last four. 
Well, they've only won six games. I mean, they're losing. Didn't three he of the say last before four. the game though that he was going to put in subfield regardless <laughs> of the score? I remember hearing that somewhere. If I was the Dolphins and I was ten and six, and you know, kind of, I thought he said like late in the game Dolphins at the end, like no matter what the score, I'm going to try him out. And that may hair, be sort of trying to do what you sick. just said. Like, but I agree with that one hundred percent. That way, he sort of has a cover if it's close. Mouth, that's why I put him in. But I don't know. You guys are garbage. I mean, I, and Joe Judge coming out like, our franchise would never do that. Like, oh, congrats. Like, you're patting yourself on the back for doing what every other franchise does. You know, like, what the <laughs> Eagles did, Jesse, tell me what you think about this. It was really an NBA-like move because how often do you really see yeah. a team blatantly, like, tanking like that for a draft? And it's the yes, sixth Yes, it was gross. Nate, Nate Sudfield's been on the team for 40 years, and he wanted to see what he could do. At you least can, give us some garbage about Jalen having Friday, diarrhea or, you know, punctured lung before the game. Got, obviously, no, we never want a player to get hurt. I'm not saying that. But, I'm just, you know, to, at least humor us. You know, don't just – it's like Doug Peterson thinks we're schmucks. Do you think we're schmucks, Jesse? Or, you know, or, it's, I mean, it's come like out and just like say it. Like, yeah. Just come out and say it. Hey, well, we you'll get fined. Because we have our we have our eye on you know such and such player. I think you they, can find if you do that. They insured his job, like he met with Roseman and the owner, and they just probably had like a mafia type meeting. They're like, you lose this football game, you you keep your job. Like bottom line, and he had hurts from there. And all my all my man knows is win football games. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't care about the stats. He wants W's. And Peterson starts sweating a little bit. He's like, this guy might pull out a W. This team's not as good as I thought they were. And so he's like. Sudfield, uh, borrow someone's helmet. Get in there. Uh, put put on both your gloves. Start throwing yeah. picks. Yeah, he said he wanted to give him some time, but uh, 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter, 14-17. Let's see what this guy's capable of. Rags the middle class. He wasn't laying the game, though. This is coming off a few weeks ago. Jason Kelsey, uh, not not uh, yeah, Jason Kelsey gave um, like a press conference speech post game and was like, "We're going out there to win every football game. This is football. This is the NBA." I'm I'm not quoting exactly, but it was one of those fired up speeches, similar to what uh, some football out there present every single down. So that's yeah, how you got to play to yeah. That's how you play to win. That's how you play to stay healthy. You, you can't like you can jog in basketball. You can you can uh, you know just not dive in baseball. In football, you got to have your head on a swivel. You got to be moving fast because people are coming at you fast. The laws of momentum, something like that. But you know, whatever. I say you get paid millions. You might as well just do your job, and your job is to win football games. And whether you know you want to admit that you're tanking or not, your team, like your front office, I can tell you one thing: players hate that. And they will never. Yeah, it was such a basketball move. So, and and, and well, let me finish one more thing, Joe. And I and I'll say the whole Jalen Hurts, you know, being benched for Nate Sudfield. I know I'm coming in a little bit late to this conversation, but um, Jalen wasn't playing well. Yeah, he had two rushing touchdowns, but he his completion percentage over the past four weeks has been almost the worst in the NFL. So take it with, well, yeah, but that's why he's not on a team anymore. Right. Right. So. And regardless of the Bush League move that the Eagles pulled, can we all just, I mean, we have all these Washington fans. Can we just tip our hats off to the Washington football team and winning the division? Because 
They from rags to riches, dude. I wouldn't say they're rich yet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Let's bring the attention back to what because they earned that. They went on a run at the end. Riverboat yeah. Ron, you guys should be proud. What do you guys think about it, Joe? What do you think about it? I mean, you're wearing the shirt. Um, I'll tell. I'll tell you right now that that is the worst way to win a football game. I've never felt more empty after a win. <laughs> um, and uh, even after going sixteen and zero. Um. Yeah, even going sixteen and zero after seeing that loss or that win, I was just—it it was upsetting to watch. Just because, like, I'd rather—I'd rather lose, Joe. You know what I mean? No, like, no, I don't. I don't, Joe. Joe, Joe, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is Joe. This is what I'll tell you. Ron Rivera is not apologizing to anybody for winning that game. For winning, no, you can't. You the can't. NCAs, and they held their own destiny. So. I don't know why well, everybody's so upset that they won. Hey, before we got before we get into the Washington football thing, I wanted to say one more thing about Doug Peterson, and that is he's a good coach. If he was scared by the front office that they're going to fire him, then fuck it. Then fuck it. Be fired. Go I'm, somewhere else. Uh, You're going to be yeah, what, am I wrong? but am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is Doug Peterson not a good they, they had coach? they had the meeting yesterday and he's not been fired yet. He won a Super Bowl three years ago. People are starting to call for his head. I don't agree with any of it. Frank called it. Frank Reich is the guy pulling the strings. Doug Peterson just has an immaculate chin and he looks uh, good at press conferences. Jesse, Frank and Joe Doug. Your boy Joey Joey D. There we go. Um <laughs> wait, so wait, and are, are we all on the same page or? I mean, it'd be nice for him to take a stand like that, you know, make a movie about but this, it. But I understand that he just wants to have his job next year and get, get paid millions well, this and not have to relocate to go Matt, coach. Like Matt brought up last week because Matt asked me a question last week about would a coach ever intentionally tank? It was a great question. Kind of funny that it happened right before this, but my answer was, he has to have support from the front office, from the owner. You have to know that you have stability, that you're going to be around for the year. Because otherwise, what do you? Why would you help a team out that you're about to get canned? Why would Adam Gase try to help out the Jets, knowing he's going to get canned? Or Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, so he's got some credibility. I mean, I think it was Frank and Joey D that did everything, but you know, something to consider. Yeah, his Super Bowl high is dwindling pretty fast. I thought this year it's just kind of like let it go. You know, he's still living in the in the honeymoon phase. But, I mean, clock's kind of ticking right now. I, I just don't know. I guess we'll, we'll have to see with this draft. Well, it's going to be a whole new regime now because you guys are in a clean house. Yeah, Carson's as far as players go. Kelsey's yeah. going to be gone. Ertz is going to be gone. I mean, Carson might stay, but do you guys think he's going to stay? Dude. Carson's got to go no. for his own. That's blaming COVID on his on his little yeah little amount of games. Jesse, what do you think? Oh, if you guys don't yeah, mind, you know, uh, I I don't know if we did this or not, but um <laughs> the regular season results as a whole. Um, yeah, I was gonna get it. Oh yeah. It, if you don't, yeah, they just got mailed in. We just had our numbers guy crunch these. Um, <laughs> just as he crunches the subscribe button. But uh, so yeah. reading off, Joe is the winner, winner, chicken dinner, the host, Fucking 126 loser. and 66 is zero games out of first place. That is your winner. Joe, would you like to say anything before I move to the other guys? 
Uh, I mean, I kind of said it at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, I'm number one and uh, always will be until next season. All right. Well, so, moving on. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say on that. Moving on, Mr. Mojo Man. Um, with uh, 124 and 68, he finished two games out of first place, and he was our second. What are you going to do? The Mojo Man will rise again. Kiss my ass, Joe. <laughs> so moving into third place, you have me, Zach, at 122 and 70, four games out of first place. Um, not a bad year for me. I thought I did some good things, but didn't didn't have enough. Matt uh, finished with a 91 and 45 record, um, and he's 35 games back. But so I'd like to say something right now. You know, as we, we talk about the NFL a lot, but I'd like to take a second to mention college football. So college football, who is in the national championship right now? Who do we know? That's a, right. And who else besides Alabama and Ohio State? Oh, funny. We bring that up. The Ohio State. Now, how many games did Ohio State win to get there? They won six or seven. It's all about the percentage. There were other baby. teams that won more games, but it was the, the value of those wins. And we knew, you know, what they had in the win percentage. Right. It's more than just how many games back are you? No, you can be in the national champion. You can be the national champion. You don't need, it's not about how many games back. I wasn't there for every week. So we want to talk about win percentage. I am number one. That's coming next. Je, je, you know, Zach's giving me the thing. I think Jesse, just want to put this out there before he reads it off. Anyone gets any ideas in their head? Jesse might be a little me. bit ahead of me, but he didn't do enough games, me. right? If Ohio State won yeah, three hey, games, it wouldn't be there. Hey, they won six. That was hey, enough. Matt. I've won enough. I'm number one. Matt. Uh, everyone Matt, else, buddy. get out of here. Matt. Matt, uh, Jesse has the best winning percentage at 68%. So, so I, I, I will pull it up. Um, Joe has, um, I guess, the number two win percentage at 66. Jesse was at one at 68.8. Brent is at second with 64.58. Matt is fourth, 63.9. And I am fifth at 63.54. So if we would like yeah. to go back Matt, to the Matt, whole win percentage. Well, the good news, hold on. The good news for Matt is we do have the playoffs. So there is a chance like where he State. does get into the more, playoffs. More like Michigan State football. <laughs> well, now we're going to all start from scratch so we can see if Matt, you know, if he's actually all that he's claimed. So um, um, hey, I, I want to round out this segment real quick. And Stephen Schwinn ended with a zero and zero record. Um, uh, yeah. Undefeated. It's well, you know what? You can see it as undefeated, but you can also see it as never lost. <laughs> never <laughs> lost. Hey, Joe, I would also uh, like to say we do have some fun stats from the regular season. Uh, the best regular season r- record happened week 16 or week, sorry, 17. Joe 16 and 0. Incredible. Kissed by the old gods and the new. Worst record um, was also Joe and me Hell at yeah. 6 and 8. <laughs> uh, but an interesting tidbit. Brent and Matt never fell below 500. And I think Jesse as well. Um, so that is kudos for them. That is actually amazing. So good job, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, at least I can take a positive from it because I, I had a colossal collapse to say the least, but Matt, you sitting here complaining about, or ripping on was it Jesse? Whoever you ripped on about winning percentage or not playing enough games, that was your argument all season long. So shut your ass up. It was a great <laughs> argument until the facts came out. There you go. I'm glad that we had that on him. I'm glad that we could pull that right out from under him. Oh, I've been waiting, Joe. I've been waiting, Joe. That's good. That's- 
Phony Baloney Alert. Smash that Larry Fitz. That's good. All right, you know what? Let's get right into our playoff picture so we can bring Steven into the conversation. Yes. Um, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's get into. So, do you guys want to do quick picks, or do you guys just want to talk about? Let's them? just run through the games, man. There ain't that many, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's start off with the Colts going in to the very very chilly <laughs> Buffalo Bills Stadium to play the Bills. Uh. I mean, this is this is going to be quite the matchup. I'm not I'm not putting any regular season records in because I don't want to talk about Washington's. Have the spread for that up? I don't. I don't actually. All right, let's... six and a half. Okay, preach. Just wondering. Okay. Steve All right, so um, I'm going to give my pick first. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills. I've been going with the Bills all season. Uh, I think that the Bills have the most high powered offense right now besides the chiefs um stefan diggs got the receiving record or uh title for this year um i believe is that that's correct right the yard yes that is correct he he had a uh, a great year he really did yeah he set multiple records for the bills which is incredible i think he he led the uh, nfl in receiving yards and i believe receiving touchdowns and maybe catches i'm not positive about the catches but i'm positive about the yards and touchdowns I think Kelsey might have had receptions. I'm not sure though. Um, but yeah, it was Diggs. I mean, Diggs had 127. Adams had 115. Oh, this is just for receivers though. Okay. Um, well, d- doesn't matter. On. Anyways, Stefan Diggs is on top Stephon of the leaderboard. He's he's going to continue his excellence in the playoffs. Um, best cold weather receiver there is. Uh, Zach, you're 100 right on that. Uh, but let's change. get uh, Jesse. Who do you got on this one? Um, yeah, I'm kind of in a a tough spot because I do like the Colts, and I believe they're the most um, underrated team in the NFL. I really like what they got cooking over there. But what what the Bills have just been showing as of recent and also in their entire body of work, I, and at home there's going to be not many fans, but some, that'll that'll be electric because of the whole COVID thing just to have couple thousand in there um so i'm going with the bills yeah hey jesse um i think you owe matt barkley an apology because a couple weeks ago he had now granted we thought he was on the giants but you know him and colt mccoy (laughs) kind of the same besides colt's sweet ass name but jesse you said matt barkley was trash we kind of we all laughed at it i'm not gonna lie but i think you owe him an apology you kind of bald last week um, when did he, when did he come into the game? I mean, the game was over, but uh, that's cool. are you going to take that's that cool. away from him though? <laughs> I, I saw him throw a dime oh, on the money. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's a professional football player. When I, when I, when I say he's ass, I mean, he's like a top 100 quarterback on the planet. That, that's what I mean. Right. Word up. But yeah, he, I, I don't know. I've seen enough Matt Barkley. It's like one of those guys, like Nate Sudfield. I was like, there's no. 20 year old that's that's better than this guy right now but i guess not um all right uh mr barkley i do apologize um hope the kids are doing well and um yeah go bill circle those wagons for me you know the truth will be revealed the regular season is over and the truth is coming out in this episode guys matt's already been called out now jesse who is next i mean i'm curious to find out 
All right, Stephen, let's get your pick on this. Colts going in to play the Bills. I like the Colts. Um, they're they're a good team, but I mean, I gotta go Buffalo on this one. Buffalo's offense is just overpowering. Colts' pass defense is not it's not very impressive, and that's what Buffalo does so well. Um, the Colts are a good team, though. I mean, offensively, I think they're balanced. They're just not. They don't have those same punches as Buffalo, so I, I gotta go Buffalo. Would you would you say that this is a tough draw for the Colts to take on the Bills first round? I mean, Jesse mentioned that they were an uh, underrated team. I mean, yeah, but what are you going to do if you're a seventh seed? You know, you're going to have you a tough kind of sneak yeah. into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's on them. I wouldn't call it a bad draw. It's just Bills are better. But they're 11 and 5. Win, obviously. You know, the AFC has a lot of good playoff teams this year. I mean, they're 11 and 5, but still, I've got to go Buffalo. All right, Brent, what do you got? You know, I feel like everybody has already decided that this is going to be a blowout game. Not everybody. I mean, the media in general, from what I've heard, because I've been looking into this game a lot and the bills are great. I got to give Josh Allen credit because I really wasn't giving him credit in the beginning of the year. He has taken that next step and he is hovering towards elite status, which is kind of, I mean, we, we got to see a little more per, like a couple more games in order to determine that. But I'm not so sure this is just going to be a blowout though. The Colts are really good. They have a great defense. I know Phillip rivers is limited, but Jonathan Taylor has really played like a dog in the past couple of games. And, and at the end of the season, they finally realized that he was a beast and you know, I think it's going to be a good game. I really do. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think, but I do think the Bills are going to pull it out. And I keep picking against them. I picked against them probably like the last month of the season, and it kept biting me in the ass. And I'm going to go with the Bills this week, although it's going to be closer than everyone thinks. Okay. All right. Where am I going next? That Matt? All right. Matt, who do you got? Yeah, so I think the Colts are kind of, kind of ass. I don't know. Um, the Bills, I wasn't believers in them earlier in the season, but since then, since about maybe like five or six games ago, I've been picking them every week and they've always, they've been doing me real well. So I got to go Bills, of course. One thing I want to mention is that Steve said that the Colts pass defense wasn't impressive. Now, if there's one thing that's impressive, if there's one thing you might admire about the Colts, would it not be their pass defense? I don't know. Kind of strange. I mean, 20th in the league, 25th in the past three games, bitch. When you say pass defense, do you mean like secondary or pa- oh, like pass yards allowed? Like, how do they defend against the pass overall? I don't care if it's their front four or their secondary. Like, Deshaun let and stop them from passing the ball. They got a good defense, bottom line. They do. I'm just saying, I think the Bills. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they let up a lot of yards, and I'm yeah, I'm trying to think of what the issue is. Probably not as much pass rush, and they they play inside in their home games, so it's easier to chuck it around. Maybe I don't know. Um. So I will say, Matt, does Indianapolis play in a dome? <laughs> they do. They do. So, Joe, coming up to Buffalo, they're going to be needing to wear their parkas. 
All right. A big time. Maybe a couple, maybe a couple, you know, sweaters and a couple of you know, beanies, you know, maybe a scarf, maybe some gloves. It's going to be cold because what they got coming to them <laughs> is a cold fact of truth that they're going to lose this game. All right. <laughs> What's going to happen wow. is Bills are going to just throw it all over this team. And then guess what? Indianapolis cannot hang with a team that can put up points. Regardless, if the Colts can, if the Colts put up 21 points, they still lose this game. There's no way that that the Bills won't put up more than 21. And if you think that check down Phil, spaghetti arm Phil, I mean, 18 children Phil and counting will do it, just you might as well put in Jacoby Brissett. I'm going Bills. The Colts did get in a shootout with the Flackers earlier this year. So you think the, do you think the Bills do you think the Bills are a more complete team than the Flackers? So what I will say is that was a divisional game and that was a lot different. So playing teams twice, two in the year adds a whole different, they know each other. They, they know what, what who, they know their players already. The, the most of those players have been in the system for a couple of years. And that means that they can expose the ones that they know are weak. So, but therefore I'm still going to go with the bills. So Joe, back to you. All right. Wow. That's a, uh, I think that's all of us going with the bills, right? Right on. Cool. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next game. Uh, we've got the Rams going in to play the Seattle Seahawks. Um, this one, I think, is a no-brainer, uh, especially with golf still being out. Um, I think that the Seahawks are just going to take it to them. This is basically a first-round buy for the Seahawks, in my opinion. Um, I mean, the, C- the Rams' defense is definitely going to give them a run for their money, but it's kind of like – uh, you know, the best defense going against one of the better offenses or like a good defense going against one of the better offenses. So I think that the best, the better offense is going to come out on top and the Rams just aren't going to be able to really get anything going with uh, what's his name? Wolford at quarterback. Yeah, Joe, um, this game has a lot of similarities to the Washington Tampa Bay game and the, you know, both teams. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I heard golf iffy though. Golf's a possibility. Am I, am I wrong? I, I wouldn't. Jesse, I was just going to say golf is uh, not listed out. He has not been ruled out for this game. Uh, He was listed as limited participant on the team's estimated injury report on Tuesday. So he still might play. Obviously, if Wofford plays, then that puts them at a huge disadvantage. But Cooper Cup also activated from the COVID-19 list. So, I mean, if golf can get in the game, that would definitely make it more interesting. He's definitely going to be limited yeah, with his thumb. Would. We all watched that last week. That was disgusting. But sorry, I just wanted to give that injury analysis. Yeah. Or if off plays, I still don't think that it's going to matter too much because he's going to be, uh, I mean, he's still injured. You can't bounce back from an injury like that and, you know, still in, in play to the caliber that you are used to. So um, I think the, even if golf plays by some miracle, I don't think it's going to matter too much. I'm taking the Seahawks. Uh, Jesse, who do you got? Um, I'm probably the, the, the Rams and the Seahawks split in the regular season. I believe uh, each home team won. So I think the Seahawks being home, I don't think anyone's going to be there, but that mental edge will help. Um, the questions at QB for LA versus absolutely zero questions for QB with the Seattle Seahawks, a true vet, um, Russell Wilson. He's still doing his thing, 
even though he had all the buzz early in the year, and I think people were just kind of worn off him, but he, he's still balling. Um, Seahawks. All right. Steven, who do you have? You know, to be honest, I didn't even know Jared Goff was out until right now. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go in and change my pick on the ESPN Pick'em. Um, but, yeah, if, if Goff's out, I got to go Seahawks. Honestly, it was kind of my bold prediction to pick the Rams in the first place. They but, beat them I mean, earlier in the year. Yeah. But, I mean, if Goff's out, that's uh, – I don't really see the Rams. some respect on Wolford's name, Jesse. Oh, he's pretty good. But, you know, this is the playoffs we're talking about here. Playoffs. Yeah. You kidding me? All right, Steve. So I just want to win a game. Going Seahawks on this one. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks. All right, Brent. Who do you have? I mean, I was kind of going back and forth, like you said, Steve. This is a game where you know, if Golf was 100 percent healthy, I'd be a lot more willing to pick the Rams. They were kind of my dark horse around mid-year. They won me a good amount of games, but. The Seahawks, though they they don't excite me. They've been stru- they've been really weird this year because they had what statistically the worst defense in NFL history. Now their defense has been playing better since they got Carlos Dunlap, but their offense has been struggling. You know Russell Wilson's kind of been in the tanker trying to do too much. Last week he threw two touchdowns and no picks, but that was against the depleted 49ers. We've given them the stamp of depletion, Zach. The stamp of depletion. Smash that Larry Vince. Shout out, Anchor. As much as I don't want to pick the Seahawks and Jamal Adams, although also congratulations, Jamal Adams. We've had it here 50 times, but yeah, you made the playoffs. Did you guys see he went to his press conference last after he won the game last week and he was lighting his cigar on the wrong end? That fucking dumbass. <laughs> enjoy losing, enjoy winning this game and then losing in the divisional round like the Seahawks have had a tendency to do. I'm going to choose the Hawks here, but not because I want to. Kind of because I have to. I think even if golf plays, which it would make it a more interesting game, Rams are at a disadvantage. And Hustle Wilson, Matt's top five. All top five. What, what were the top five? I think it was like Russell Wilson. Hustle Wilson, Hustle Wilson, Hustle Wilson, Hustle Wilson, and Hustle Wilson. Seahawks. Yeah, so I'm going to agree with most of what Brent just said. I mean, the Rams disappoint me all the time. So do the Seahawks recently. It's crazy because the first half of the season, the Seahawks were like their offense was the most electrifying offense in the league. I mean, it was incredible. They were putting up crazy numbers. Russell Wilson, on my fantasy team, he was putting up numbers like no one else. He was getting 35 points a game. And then the past, he hasn't been looking good. And, you know, momentum matters. You know, he, he, you know, he did dance all over the Jets. And also – Jamal Adams, don't take that to heart what Brent said. You know, just try to understand the position he's in. You made the playoffs. His team, uh, you know, that you used to be a part of. Obviously, there's a reason you're celebrating and he's, you know, pouting in a Darnold jersey. But this is, having said that, oh, he's, he's not in the Dar- This is a Thomas Jones jersey. Show some respect. He's wearing the Thomas Jones jersey and, and backwards as fashionably correct. Um, but, yeah, I'm going Seahawks. Native born Seattle. Grew up there my whole life uh, for a year. And they're the team to go with, even though both teams very much do not excite me. Matt, Matt, you came of age there. Reborn. Zach, who do you have? 
So, um, you know, coming into this pick, it's actually a little bit different for me. I usually don't pick last. Um, so this is a little bit different. So I get to hear everybody's take and then kind of say what I like to say. And, you know, Russell's struggled, but look at the opponents Russell's played. Russell's played a lot of good defenses and they're, and their defense has also played a lot of bad offenses. So that kind of would, you know, trick you, trick your eyes to see why they've kind of struggled the past couple of weeks on offense and have looked better on defense. But going against this Rams team without Jared Goff, I don't think they stand much of a chance. I love their defense, the Rams. If they could just keep this game to under 21 points, they would be able to win it. But I just don't think that would happen. And I also have a question for everybody on the podcast. Who caught a touchdown pass for the Seattle Seahawks last week? Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. That's right. Dog. Did, uh, did DK Metcalf? I don't think he caught a touchdown. I, for, I forgot that I was a DK Metcalf supporter. <laughs> I I was watching it and I was cheering on Tyler Lockett and I was like, yeah, that. See, that's why I'm right. That's why you're <laughs> wrong, Joe. Completely forgot that DK Metcalf is the one I'm supporting. Uh, so you guys are wrong. DK Metcalf is wide receiver one. Uh, <laughs> hey Zach, we touched on this a little bit last week. Would you? Would you say Russell Wilson has progressed so high that he's in the category of like Michael Jordan type where no matter, listen, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, where no matter what he does, if he's not producing historic numbers, people see it as him like not playing well or like kind of trending downwards as we're saying right now. Yeah, but that just means you're a good player. I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody loves to see a demise. Nobody wants to praise you when you're doing like average right so when you're doing above average they praise you but then when you're doing what you normally do as an average they're like what the fuck it's just the curse of the media in my eyes it's also a situation where the seahawks especially early in the year when their defense before they got dunlap especially they were horrendous they were really 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 bad to the point where russell literally had to look at the team and say hop on this back buddy i'll take you to victory and it got to the point where, you know, if you're doing that the entire game, you're bound to make mistakes. If you, He's a gunslinger. You know, say what you want about him. He's a gunslinger. And he's going to – he thinks he can fit it in every window. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the uh, – I'm looking Taking at Seattle, the by Seahawks. The I'm looking at who they've played the past couple of weeks, and they I'm really not seeing anyone spectacular on defense with the exception of the Rams, who have a pretty decent defense. Yeah, who said that they played really good defense? Was that you? They played. They played in a stretch. They played. They played Washington. Then they played uh, New York, and then they played. Um, I think. I think the Giants have a good defense. Oh, oh, I oh, oh no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, Giants. And then no, I'm pretty sure they just talking about the 49ers and how they've kind of got a gutted defense. Yeah, but I, I still don't think that uh, Robert. What's his last name? Whatever their D coordinator is, they. I mean, they all come. Yeah, they all come prepared to play. I don't. I think it's more a product of the system and the D coordinators than majority of the players. Okay. All right. Let's keep moving, though. Um, are we good to keep moving? Who's to say? All right, um, we've got the Buccaneers going in to play Washington. Uh, I mean, what a ride for us Washington fans. Uh, getting into the playoff. I mean, starting off one and what, like one and seven or something like that? Two and seven um, at one point. Um, there was a point where you guys were going for the number one pick. 
which yeah. is kind of it, it was there was a certain point in the year where it was like depending on if you won or lost you guys were like we can get the number one pick or we can win the division right like, How's everyone in the NFC East? yeah like you like looked around <laughs> like on the internet and you saw people like photo photoshopping washington reds or uh football team jerseys on trevor lawrence <laughs> like uh, at, at one point that was us but now we are in the playoffs riverboat ron the rambling gambling son of a gun um i absolutely i mean i'm very very proud to be a washington Hoorah! football team fan um and uh, i think that they i mean i'm not just being a crazy person here and saying that washington's gonna win this game i really think that they have a chance um and i think that the buccaneers just oh i think is mike evans out Mike Evans hyperextended his knee. Um, if this game was on Sunday, he would have a way better chance of playing. But since it is not, he might be a limited player. Um, also, Lamonte, he's a non, he was a non-participant. Also, Lamonte David was on the COVID-19 list um, this past week. And unfortunately, he would have been cleared on Sunday, but the game is on Saturday. Therefore, he will not be playing, I believe, as if he didn't. He has optimism, so we'll see. I've heard that there's been there's there's a bunch of players that they would have gotten if they played on Sunday, but now Saturday is being a stretch. Yeah, got it. Okay, well that definitely supports my uh, my theory here. Uh, I think that the Bucks they certainly have weapons outside of Mike Evans. Don't get me wrong, but um, I don't know. I think that going into Washington, I think I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe I am just being a stupid fan here, but I'm I'm gonna go with the Washington pick on here. But uh, Jesse, who do you have? Um, you know, I I handle some business down in Tampa. I've been uh been down there for the majority of this past year, and um, people are really excited. Um, you know, you can't see it in the crowds, but I you see it. Uh, in the streets, the Tom Brady jerseys, the Gronk jerseys. And, I mean, they've always been excited, even when Seamus Jameis was there. And to have this momentum going, um, I think that alone would give them a little bit of an edge. But then you start looking at the weapons that uh, Tom Brady has. And, you know, I'm going to go with a bold take. I don't think Tom Brady's going to be sweating too much in this, uh, this first playoff football game. I think he's going to keep a cool head. And um, Brady, you think? his... It, his relationship with Antonio Brown is really incredible. When you think about how toxic that guy was to every other locker room, people wouldn't even touch him, even with the amount of talent he's had. Um, the defense is very good. It's not getting talked about as much because of the buzz around Washington. Um, and I also think that Tampa Bay now has bulletin board material with Chase Young, who is a dog. It once once Tom Brady on the ground and they're going to do their best to not let that happen. Will he sack him? I don't think he will. I bet he'll knock him down, but I think Tom Brady's going to get that ball out of his hand. Lightning quick. Uh, Godwin, uh, AB Evans, if he can go, um, Gronk, Bray, little Scotty Miller. I mean, he's just, he could just pop, pop, pop. You think so Scotty's I'm going with the, the bucks. Oh, well, I guess Mike Evans is hurt. Yeah. Scotty. Yeah, uh, you make a lot of good points. I mean, there. the times that Brady has been beaten <laughs> is when the defensive line can get pressure and make him uncomfortable and make him get rid of the ball before he has to. 
And Washington's D-line is as good as I've seen in a long, long time. And they're 100% healthy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Besides Ionitis. Ionitis. Ionitis, But he hasn't played. All right, Steven, who do you have? Fuck, man. I've been going back and forth on this, actually. Obviously, as a fan, um, I have a fan's bias, so I obviously want the Washington football team to win this one. And in my mind, I've been, like, convincing myself how they can win this game. And it's realistic, right? I mean, the defensive line, I think they're going to be getting after Tom Brady. We've struggled against mobile quarterbacks like Hurts, like Russell Wilson, but against dudes that can't move. And I think Tom Brady, aside from Bob Smith, is the epitome of a dude that can't move. I think we're going to get to him, put pressure on him. But, you know, at the end of the day, we have a quarterback with one leg going up against a stout defense. I don't think we're going to be able to move the ball very much on offense. The defense is going to have to play out of their mind, which I think I think they're going to do a pretty good job. But enough to win, you know, since we're counting records in this, I'm going to have to go Tampa Bay. But go Washington football team. Let's make a run. Hell yeah. All right. Brent, who do you have? You know, Joe, I'm surprised you're not going to try your strategy this week. <laughs> I know he didn't last week, but that was different. You know, the Eagles tank, like that completely different situation. We're in the playoffs now, baby. You play to win the game, but I mean, I understand. I guess when it gets to the playoffs, you're just going to root for your team, ride or die. And I can see that. Steve, I also see your point, how you got to think realistically about it. I hope I'm wrong. The Brady effect, you know, it's New England 2.0. They go from, what, 7 and 9 to 11 and 5. Completely just cut down on the mistakes. How many touchdowns has Brady thrown this year? Like 40? Something like that. Something. He, he's had himself a hell of a year for being an old an old man. But Trying to get the deep ball working. Yeah, he has. He has. And this is definitely going to be a game of the immobile quarterbacks with one-legged Alex Smith. Alex, we salute you. Keep balling, bro. Oh, of you're, course. You're killing it, man. And, Joe, I'm really glad that you allowed me to be a, quote-unquote, uh, fan of the football team this weekend. I'm excited to cheer for them. But I'm going to have to go with the Bucks, man. I think the Bucks are loaded. Even Mike Evans at 75% is still a beast. And like Jesse said, they just got weapons on weapons on weapons. If they can get that running game going with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, I think that's going to be the determining factor because the defensive line is going to get a ton of pressure on Brady. Also a little side note, Brady is the best at sunning dudes without sunning them like to where they can see it. It's almost like a camouflage sun. Like, he's just been sunning Antonio Brown this whole time. Just, hey, boy, like, I, like hey, son, like, you, you, need, you need somewhere to stay? Like, I got you. And we're all just, like, he, like, almost look at him like a father figure. Like, Tom. I'm going Bucks. Yeah, I expect a lot of halfback draws to slow that pass rush to Rojo. And yeah. I think they're going to cook, cook something up fierce. All right, Matt, who do you have? Yeah, so to win this game, the football team basically has to make zero mistakes, which can be done. Alex Smith is the guy to, to do that job, I think. Um, but it'll be really tough for them in this game. I mean, I got to go Bucks. 
but I'm not going to. I'm going to go football team. Um, and that hurts. But also remember this. I think was it was it someone I just saw like the tweet. I didn't know who actually said it, but I think it was from the Bucks was saying that you're not playing Dwayne Haskins. Okay, this is this is a five and one Alex Smith. Five and one. This is the, you're playing a different yeah. team than what we saw at the beginning of the season. This is a competitive team. This won't. I don't think it'll be a blow away. I don't think they'll get blown out. Football team. Football team. That's it. All right. Zach? So, you know, um, first of all, this has been the best feeling as a Washington football fan since 2012. Um, It's been a while, and it feels fucking great. So to continue this, I am going to be picking Washington, but I would like to go into detail of why. So first of all, Bruce Arians and Ron Rivera, two great coaches. They've met up in the playoffs before. I don't know who got the better of who, but I know that they've met, and I know that they've definitely coached against each other a a decent amount in the NFL. Second is uh, uh, Christian Worfs, or that left tackle for um, Tristan. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll be interested to see him go up against Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Now, the other thing I would like to say is, the way that the Steelers or that the Washington football team beat the Steelers, I find the same way that they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now the Bucks might want to get the ball out quick, but the best way to stop that is to deflect the balls. right. So, and who better to do that than Montez Sweat and Chase Young, Darren Payne, you know, Montez or um, Ryan Kerrigan or Tim Settle. You know, we have some people on the D line that can do that. So I'll be interested in that part of the aspect, but I think the only way that Washington does win this is they win the turnover battle, that goes without saying, they commit less penalties, and they have to score on special teams. If they don't score on special teams, I don't think they can keep up with the Buccaneers, and that's what scares me the most. But if they score on special teams, they have a really, really, really good shot. So I'm, I'm going to take Washington. All right. You heard it here first. Now I feel like a um, bitch. Let's keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> Using the head, not the heart. Uh uh, wait, I think I think that we're split, um, though, because I think three, me, three. Matt, and Zach are taking well, Washington, um, and I think you guys are taking. Yeah, Brent, only Brent, fan though that's not taking Washington. Brent wasn't here for my yeah. take, but I because I, and then I didn't say this. Um, you know, Tom Brady's playing the eight p.m. That's a late game. He's an old man. He's a, he's almost <laughs> in bed at that time. He kisses his children good night around eight thirty. Kids in. So well, he'll have an extra he'll have an extra soy milkshake and just be ready to get after it. <laughs> Me and Zach have discussed this. You know, he does he take that midday nap? Does he kiss his son in the morning before he leaves for the stadium? You know, there's a lot of does there's a lot of determining factors. Is he COVID conscious? You know, can he even kiss his son? Is his son gonna be in DC? That might be the X factor. Yeah, that, I mean, these are these are a lot of questions that we need answers to. Um, Help us out, Tom. Yeah, we know you're a listener. Like and subscribe. This is your stamp of approval. Um, all right, let's keep moving here, though. We've got the other team who is close in proximity to the Washington football team, and that is the Ravens, going in to play the Tennessee Titans. Um I mean, this one, I don't think there's too much of a, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 
I don't think the Ravens can do it, to be honest. I think that the Titans are just going to take it to them. Why is that, Joe? Uh, what's that? Why is that? Like, what do you think? How do you think the Titans are going to win this game? Well, you know, I think that the Titans just have, I mean, Derrick Henry, for one. Um, their RPO has been working well for them. Uh, if Tannehill can get the ball to A.J. Brown, it's going to be great. I mean, it's it's going to work out well. I think that they have a better offense than the Ravens do. Um but with that said, I mean, if Dobbins can play well, I think it's going to be a better game. But, you know, Lamar is going to do his thing. He's going to do fine. But I think that the uh, the Titans are going to be just a little bit better. Um, Before anybody yeah, makes so. their picks, I just want to tell you that the Ravens have healthy corners for the first time in a month and a half. So they're completely healthy on the defensive side of the ball. I wouldn't say completely healthy, but they're as healthy as they've been in a long, long time. And another thing I will say is it is hard to beat a team three times, let alone twice. Titans beat them in the playoffs last year. They beat them in overtime earlier this year. This is the third time. So that's all I'm going to say before we make our picks. Okay. That's a, that's a good point. Um, but, you know, with that said, I'm going with the Titans. Jesse, who do you have? Uh, I'm also going with the Titans. I just feel like they got the cheat code in on that squad. I understand what you're saying, Brent, about the repetition of wins. That is true. But I think there's enough separation there where it's they're not they're not facing the same team over and over again. They're, it's a different different situation than the last playoffs. Baltimore, I would say, had home field advantage, obviously, and had the upper hand. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry, he's going to produce. It's just, you know, there's, there's no inconsistencies with that man. King Henry. King and – I, yeah, I, I love me some Lamar Jackson, but it's when you really got time to study his tape and think about you're not going to stop him, but how to contain him. Um, I just think it plays into Tennessee's hands the way their team is set up, and I think it's a bad break for Baltimore. Yeah, I think Baltimore would rather play the Bills than uh, this Titans team, just just the way they're built, because they're kind of, it's kind of like playing them. The Bills are like the Ravens, and uh, – so I'm going oh. with the Titans. How are they like the Ravens? The, the the Bills are like the Ravens, but they just got the heat this year instead of the Ravens because they got Josh Allen, who plays like Lamar, more of a thrower, plays like Lamar. Um, Buffalo got a better wide receiver. Diggs better than Hollywood Brown. Yeah, they got a smash mouth defense that makes you – feel under pressure that you need to score and then they just go on these eight minute drives and get the, it done the only thing i would say is that um i mean they're definitely not the same quarterbacks and going into the playoffs the bills are hot the ravens were not hot last year oh they were hot last year the ravens were yeah they were they were hot year. all year long weren't they like 15 they and one hot. yeah and the titans just like spanked them out of one nowhere last year? But they didn't win. Uh, Lamar on the cover of man. I, I would believe that. I would believe that more for this year, Zach. Zach was saying that they weren't winning the way he wanted to last year, but I'm pretty sure last year they're 15 and one, if not 14 and two. I would believe that more if you were saying that about them this year, but right now I think I'll get to my take when it, when it gets there. Zach's doing crunching some numbers real quick. All right. Steve. On, one, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Joe. They beat the Ravens by, or they beat the Browns by two, their final game. They beat the Chargers by 12 and they beat the Bucks by eight. The Dolphins or the Bills have a combined like outscoring teams like 
by like 60 combined in the past three games. And so that that's all I'm saying. Yeah, we're getting on you for your take on them last year. This year, you're right. This was from last year. I'm looking at last year. Yeah, I'm just saying they're like the same. They're like the same squad, this except now the Bills got the juice. The the Bills, the Bills got got the formula. Yeah, and I just read. Got, sorry, they, sorry, Jesse. I just read the schedule from last year. That was all, Joe. Oh, well, then make that clear. All right, Steve. Who do you got? I'm gonna go with the Ravens on this one. I uh, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry's a scary man. I mean, you got to give it to him. The man rushed for 2,000 yards this year. That's not easy. Um, but yeah, I think both these teams that run the ball well, um, I'm just looking at it sort of like Brent, like I get it. They're sort of different teams. You know, there's been a lot of time. It's not like it's tough to beat a team three times in like an NBA season when you're playing them that same year. You know, I think it applies more there more than in football, but I think the Ravens are going to come out hungry and I don't know. I mean, they're not going to stop Derrick Henry. That's impossible, but I, I think they'll, they'll find a way to, to win and, you know, move on to the next round. Okay. Definitely a toss-up game. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a real who's to say. Uh, Brent, who do you have? <laughs> um, sorry, I was just looking up. I was trying to look up um, when the last time a rushing leader won a playoff game was. Somebody could look that up for me real quick. But... <sighs> With the Titans, you want to crown them? Then crown their ass, damn it. Derrick Henry, King Henry, no disrespect. You know, Russian title, Russian leader, doing his thing, the do-si-do. He's nice. But the Ravens, I think, might be the scariest team to play in the playoffs right now. One of the scariest teams to play. They've been kind of low-key. You know, they hit a... They hit a plateau midseason. They weren't playing the way they wanted to. But like I said earlier, they got both their corners healthy for the first time in a month and a half. They've really been getting their run game going with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Mark Ingram. And when you can get that running game going, that's what opens up Lamar. You know, if everyone's keying in on Lamar and he's forcing to run the ball himself, that puts them in you know, predictable situations. But if they can get the run game going with Dobbins and other running backs, and that opens up the pass, that opens up Lamar. And I think that's what the Ravens are going to do against the Titans. The Titans defense is kind of suspect, if you ask me. And it's hard to beat a team three times. I'm going with the Ravens, baby. Big upset. So I think what Brent said about the Titans defense was going to be my main point is their defense. It's all meat and potatoes. There's nothing there. They love giving up like massive scores, like 30, 40 point scores. Uh, so, I mean, I think obviously the Ravens got score points to win this game. Lamar Jackson has to win this game. If Lamar does not win this game. No one cares about Lamar anymore. That's, that's my thought. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, like at a certain point, you know, you're supposed to be like the, you're supposed to be the new big guy face of the league at a certain point right and now duke came with a playoff game so i mean this is really his his big show i mean he's got to come out there and you know make or break time so hopefully he can get it done i'm going ravens um but yeah this is a who's to say yeah it's certainly a who's to say and that's i mean that's a that's a hell of a point i think that you may be on onto something there matt uh but zach who do you have so, Joe, um, 
Brent was mentioning about who was the last NFL rushing leader to win a playoff game. <laughs> it was Derrick Henry last year. So <laughs> mo- <laughs> moving forward from that, though, um, I will be taking the Ravens, um, mostly because it is extremely difficult to beat a team twice in one season. They played earlier and if you guys re- remember, the Titans really pulled out a game that they shouldn't have won. The Ravens should have won that. So in my eyes, that kind of shows that this game is meant for the Ravens to win. And I think Lamar needs to make a statement, as Matt was saying. He's already lost two playoff games, first round, might I add. And a third would really start to hurt his reputation. And that's not something you want to start questioning, is that you can't um, win in the playoffs. But Jay Wood? Yeah, I... I get what y'all are saying, but I think you're putting too much stock in that you like a team to win because they lose a lot. As in, like, I, you get you get kind of like a paradox going on. Are right? you saying? Are you, well, you can't. Well, I mean, have you ever? Well, I don't. I don't know. In, 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 the, in a regular season, in a divisional, when you play your divisional teams, it is way more difficult to beat a team twice. So that that's what I'm saying. It's harder to sweep a team. So. I'm using that same logic into the regular season and the playoff. That's all. Okay. See, I see what you're saying, but the Titans, they smashed the Ravens last year in the playoffs, but it's not like they smashed them earlier this year. They beat them in overtime. Like these two teams are stacked. This is going to be a good game. It's not like it's going to fly either way. And, you know, we got to grasp at straws here. It's kind of hard to drum up a good argument for the Ravens. They've been some shit this whole year, Jesse. Cut us some slack, bro. It's real easy to jump on Derrick Henry's back and be like, well, Derrick Henry, the Titans. Well, it is. The Ravens are a dark horse. 280. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's massive. Dark horse team Ravens. One of the scariest teams to play in the playoffs this year. I'm telling you. I wouldn't want to play them. I think it's the game, the game of the weekend. I think, I mean, something's going to happen that we don't expect. Matt, right. where where did you uh, rank at the uh, regular season? Rank? Oh, fourth? Okay, shut up. <laughs> this is your Righteous Game of the Week. Are you challenging me? All right, let's keep moving here. We've got the probably the easiest pick of the, uh, of the, of the playoffs. The Bears going in to play the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm not even going to waste too much time on this pick. I'm going to go ahead and take the Saints. Uh, Jesse, I want I wanted to have the nerve to pick the Bears, but I'm gonna pick the Saints. Yeah, Steve, Saints. Yeah, Brent, down in the bay, Saints. And Zach. Da Bears suck. And okay. the Saints going to win. Who that? Yeah, I don't think there's too much to talk about in this one. The Bears really um, backed up into this playoff the game. Their... Yeah. Zach, you were shitting especially on this Saints team getting all their running back room year. Back. I can't believe that they made the playoffs. It's kind of incredible. They, they got to the playoffs, but they started 5-1. and one. They started 5-1, and one, and then the, what are they? All right, and, boys, I got to peace out. All right, Jesse. Jesse, thank you so much, Anchor. bro. Hey, Jesse. Smash subscribe. Your team lacks respect for the integrity of the game, and I'll never forgive you, but I love you. Shout out, Anchor. 
the best way to make to a quote podcast. a great to quote a great yeah. philosopher and i think uh i think stephen schwinn will know the the gospel i'm quoting they're making a mockery of the game i love i'll leave you with that <laughs> deep all right wilkins steve oh shit i was gonna say i, I had no <laughs> idea who you were talking about yeah he used to say that say that crap say all the time peace boys all right uh, Thanks for joining so us, with- Jesse. This is your stinker of the week. Modern problems require modern solutions. With that, we're going to move on to the next game, and this is a game that was played last week that's being played this week again. The Browns taking on the Steelers. Um, I'm, I think I'm the only one going Browns. Um, on Joe, are you game. aware that Kevin Stefanski and a lot of their coaches got COVID? I did not know that. That happened today. Maybe you want to change. I'm just going to let you know before you officially make your pick, because I wasn't sure if you were aware of this. Stefanski got COVID. Uh, Jarvis Landry is healthy. Um, I will say this one thing, guys. Back in, it was either 2009 or 2010. I'm going to say 2009. The Jets played the Bungles week 17. And then the wild card round of the playoffs. We had to beat the Bungles to get into the playoffs. Kind of like the Browns. We beat them, got into the playoffs, and then beat them again the next week. I know it's the Steelers and the Brownies, but something to consider. Oh, shoot. You know what? I'm going to stick with my pick. Um, just because that's the kind of man that I am. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going with the Browns on this one. But, uh, I mean – I really think that they just have a really good looking offense. And I think that their defense can play with these, with these Steelers. I know that big Ben was out last week, but I think that, um, you know, I think the Browns can keep up with the Steelers offense and, you know, the Steelers have really been on a downward trend. And I think that that is going to impact their playoff play. So I'm going with the Browns. Joe, do you but, think, um, them benching, not benching, but giving Big Ben a day, a week to rest, starting Mason Rudolph and losing that game. Although it might have gotten Big Ben a little more healthy, do you think it kind of messed with their already fucking already messed with mojo? <clears throat> Maybe. Um, I mean, I think that if you take, if you lose reps as a quarterback, as an NFL player, I think that you're going to miss out on some things. Um, but with that said, I mean, this is big Ben, so he's, he's a hall of famer quarterback. And I think that, you know, sitting out a week is going to be okay. I don't even think he throws in the off season. Browns are going to pull this one out. He gets that arm strong doing other things below the belt. Steve, Steve, what do you got? Oh, my bad. Um, yeah, I I think I'm going Steelers on this one. I mean, maybe if the Steelers beat the Browns in both regular season games, I'd go Browns. Um, but no, I like, I don't know. I think the extra game arrest is it's going to do good things for big Ben. Um, and yeah, everyone on the Browns coaching staff has COVID. So I don't think that's very good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Steelers have looked really, really, really crappily recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still going Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers have definitely been trending in the wrong direction, especially after that 11 and 0 start, just not the way you want to go. 
especially with the the football team upsetting them, which I will say Matt and Zach predicted that was kind of the start of their downward trend. Um, Big Ben does have ramen noodle arm or ramen noodle elbow. Let's hope maybe this week it kind of hardened up a little bit. You know, you can kind of leave ramen noodles sitting out of hardens up. Maybe that'll help them. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying, guys. But the Browns, you know, I think it was just an, an accomplishment in, a, in and of itself that they made the playoffs. I think they were happy just to get a ticket to the dance. You know, they're not going to dance with any girls. They're not going to drink any punch. They just want to they just wanted to show up. You know, and then they probably slipped on an ice cube like SpongeBob going into the Salty Splatoon, you know, just in and out. COVID, Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year, gone. And I'm going to go with the Steelers. Yeah, I think that's absolutely incorrect, Brent. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the Browns, so the Steelers stink, right? So that, that's my main take is that the Steelers stink. Um, and so I'm going Browns. I didn't have faith in uh, the Mr. Commercial Man, but now he is a commercial man. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm going Browns. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Steelers. Um, Big Ben's ramen noodle arms have hardened over the over the past week, and it is going to be um, if anybody's seen that movie Rookie, it's gonna be a slingshot kind of arm, just like him. And that's going to um, propel propel them to victory. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the Steelers. Um, and, and I also, one other thing about the Browns getting into the playoffs is they had to show their best hand just to get in against the team that they played and the, the team that they're playing in the playoffs. So I think that has a lot to say. A lot of the coaches being out is going to hurt. Um, but as Brent said, just being in the playoffs for Cleveland is huge. So, as, but once again, all you need is a ticket to the dance, and we'll see. Shout out to uh, Phil. Good for you, Phil. You know, you've been, you and your family have been watching the Browns suffering through that garbage for a long time, and we're happy for you, kid. Shout out, Phil. Yeah, Phil Atkins. So, Steve, you're going to go with uh, the Steelers on this one? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's got the Steelers except for Joe, who's an idiot. Who's to say? Oh, I mean, Matt's a schmuck, too. Who cares about what Matt thinks? Real quick, just for you, Brent, have the Browns looked good recently? Have they looked good recently? And does that matter at all? They lost to the Jets. Jets are they're, they're a competitive team, man. Hey, Ever scary. since they gave up their Trevor yeah, aspirations, the dude, they've actually been playing pretty well, you know? Get that out of their head. Now they're playing football. Say what you want about the New York Jets. We play the game with integrity. We do not go out there to lose. Not like you can say about Jesse and his garbage-riddled Eagles, that scumbag of a team, that scumbag of a franchise. I will say... I have a little tidbit on the Jets that I'm going to talk about because I listened to a Joe Douglas interview today. Real quick on the Boomer and Geo show. Shout out Boom. Shout out Anchor. That's the way to make a podcast. You know, during COVID, when you're bored, you're creative, make a podcast on Anchor. Joe Douglas, his job became a lot harder, guys, because when you have the number one pick, it's easy. You know, you pick Trevor Lawrence, it doesn't work out. Everybody still knows Trevor Lawrence was the pick. Now that he's number two, do we trade that pick? 
Do we keep Sam Darnold? I want us to keep Sam Darnold, but I don't think they're going to. I think, especially after week 17, don't you dare disrespect Sam Darnold by comparing him to Dwayne Haskins. That Deep breaths, deep breaths. Sam Darnold played himself out of a job, especially after week 17. I think the franchise is going to move on, but I'm really curious to see what they do, though. Joe Douglas, I believe in you. Do something good for me. Steve, do you have anything you want to say about the uh, Washington football team? You know, being a lifelong fan, how does it really feel to have them in the, play- in the playoffs again for the first time since RG3? Actually, they pl- they made it with Kirk Cousins one year. Sorry. Yeah, we made it with Kirk Cousins. I'm honestly kind of shitting my britches, but I have more confidence in this team than I ever had in, like, those – that Kirk Cousins team or that RG3 team because RG3 – was hobbling on a busted ass knee. Ruined him real quick. Um, Kirk Cousins, we all know that man crumbles in the in the spotlight. And so I don't know. I, I like how we built our team. We just need a quarterback. So I mean, whatever. We made it to the playoffs this year. Fantastic job. Turned it around. Like couldn't be prouder. But I don't think we have the the juice to go deep in the in the playoffs. And so in the quarterback. It, I mean, I love Heineke. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love the way talk about it. And I love their attitude. Chase young is a, is a dog, but the thing is they're missing a quarterback, man. They missing a quarterback. So I was watching the video earlier after the, of after the Texans game, when Deshaun Watson was talking to, to Watt, and he's like, man, I'm so sorry. Uh, we should have, we should have won 11 games this season. Or he, yeah, they're tomorrow. They should have won 11 games this season or something. Sorry like that after having a sorry ass season they had. Yeah. JJ. <laughs> and I had me laughing. I mean, obvious point reason I'm bringing this up is because Deshaun Watson, I know you're listening. I know you want to go to DC. I've seen, I've seen pictures of you online. You know, maybe people work the Photoshop. You look good, man. You look good in the Jersey. You look good in the Jersey, man. Think about coming to Washington. If we had Deshaun Watson right now, I think we could be Super Bowl contenders. Not saying we're gonna we would win, but we would be in the conversation to win the whole dance, not just tickets. We're talking like prom queen, whatever you want to call it. Matt, what would you have to give up to get Deshaun Watson? I saw someone actually in the in the comments to that thing. Someone said something that sounded crazy to me, like. Yeah, give us Chase Young and Terry McLaurin. And I was like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, and a first-round draft pick. It's like, And a first-round nah. draft pick. I'm like, dude, you're crazy. But, yeah, I don't really know what have to give up. Zach? Well, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that uh, the man who traded DeAndre Hopkins for a washing machine isn't there anymore. Um, that would have been so but, great. Yeah, that schmuck they call Bill O'Brien. But I think that we actually do have some draft capital. And we actually have a significant amount of cap space. So if we don't go the trade route, we could actually sign a veteran quarterback to a decent, decent deal. But that would have to end up cutting Alex Smith because he's a 19 million um, cap hit on us next year. Who's a who's a who's like a good quarterback that's going to be a free agent next year? So quarterback wise, that's free agents are probably going to be I know Matt Ryan. Stafford's being moved on, but he's not a free agent. He still has another year, so he's somebody you'd have to trade for. Same thing with Deshaun. Um, and then Darnold, who I don't think they're picking up their fifth op- fifth option, so he would be a um, – so he that, therefore he would be a free agent. Fuck and that. then Brent's pulling up the list right now. Here you go. 
So we got Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett, Mitch Trubisky, Fitzmagic, um, bunch of bullshit, Cam Newton. Um, but trending people, I guess this is for possible trades. Deshaun Watson's up there, Carson Wentz. Alex Smith, I don't know why he'd be trending right now. I mean, maybe not for – maybe to re-sign. I like the Matt Stafford idea. Matt that Stafford, that's what I was saying. But the thing is, Zach's – I've said this to Zach a lot, a couple times, Steve, and he, it's a King's ransom. They're asking for way too much because the Lions are a bunch of idiots. Apparently, they treated Calvin Johnson like shit going out of the – like walking out of the door. Out. Matt Stafford's a dog. I will say Matt Stafford's a dog, but he's developed a nickname, Pat Pat Stafford, Pat's because he pads the stats. So I I heard they they wanted like two first and a second or something for him or like something astronomically high. Just like I don't even know why would we would consider that when we have the cap space to sign a quarterback if we don't want to go down the trading route. And Who if would you're you gonna, sign if, that list, though? And but if you give a, a Kings... Excited. Sorry, what was that? Who would you sign from that list that Brent read off and be, be moderately excited about? Sean Watson. Oh, are you talking about a free agent? Oh, I would... Dude, if we signed Prescott, I would be ec- ecstatic. But I also wouldn't mind if we um, somehow got a hold of Darnold somehow. I'm pretty sure he's a um, a free agent. I thought I thought the Jets declined his fifth-year option, therefore he was a free agent. Um I don't know about that yet. So, but um, but I would be ecstatic about Deshaun Watson. I'd be. There's a lot. I'd of be interest. so excited about Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, but and maybe think, even Matt Ryan. Honestly, Matt Ryan's a little old and a little much for my price range. In my eyes, per- he's perfect for the, for the Washington football team. Then we love going that route. That is true. I hope we don't. This new era with Riverboat, I hope he just doesn't just start signing ridiculous contracts to people. But I think we still have one one more game to pick. Or that was it. Oh, no, we have two more games to pick. Um, We have the the Chiefs going against the bye and the Packers going against the bye. Um, As a podcast, um, we have picked the Chiefs to defeat bye, and we've also picked the Packers to defeat by so with that being said those are your locks of the week uh we can guarantee that they will be moving on to the next round brent i think you muted yourself so darnold Signed a four-year deal. He got drafted in 2018, and it ends in 2021. So he's still got a year, but I think the Jets have a have an option, have a third-year option. I mean, no contracts in the NFL are guaranteed, as we all know. If you want to get out of a contract, you can't. So the Jets are probably – they're going to try to trade him, one. And then if they can't, they probably – I mean, there's like 10 teams that actually want Darnold. There's plenty of there's plenty of teams that want Darnold. You don't think that Darnold's an upgrade from Dude, you put him in the right situation. Watch his highlights. That means Sam Darnold has he's had two head coaches, two different systems, two different GMs, all terrible until Joe Douglas. Everyone 
he's surrounded himself with is terrible. You can just see it in his confidence. It's completely demoralized. He's gun kids on 16 and pregnant have better decisions. The thing about him, I will say, is he does turn the ball over way too much. We'll finally get a drive where we're moving the ball, but that's the thing. He he wasn't he hasn't had a place where he can prosper and develop. And I just think it's I feel bad for him because I love him. I really like him as a player and like him as he's a he's a good he's a good guy. And I want him to be successful somewhere else. And I think he needs to go somewhere else like the Colts, the, the football team. Not, I mean. Hey, hey, Steve, I got a question for you. Um, who picks up once now? Now, the, here's here's what I say. If they move on from him, I, that verdict's still out on that. I don't know if they have, but Wentz is signed to a extremely high contract, right? And his trade value is probably pretty low because of that. Um, it could get to the point where they have to release him. I, I hope they, they don't. I don't know. Can you guys but, hear they, me? but they would have to take the cap hit. But yeah, I was thinking Indy. Yeah, I agree. But, so you would keep him on next season until you, you could trade him during the season? Is that what you're saying? I think you'd probably probably be able to trade him before that. I think teams are going to be looking for a quarterback. I'm pulling up right now 11 teams that need a quarterback. Um, on that list are the football team, obviously, the Colts, the Bears. You know, you don't like you're going to try to get something out of it, Zach. You know what I mean? Um, I really hope the football team doesn't go for him. That's all stand by, stand like- by. So we got the Bears. The Jaguars are going to take Trevor Lawrence. The Giants might be in the running for a new quarterback. The Jets, obviously. The Broncos, they might be done with Drew Locke. What is Dan Snyder going to do this next draft? The 49ers. What do you think the 49ers do? you think they stick with Jimmy G, Steve? What do you think about Jimmy G? I mean, he can't even really stay on the field. Like, That's. I mean, I guess, I guess Carson Wentz would be – I mean, I don't know. That's a lot of money to just keep around a guy. I think Jimmy G is good. He works well with that offense. Like Carson Wentz is more of like a, I don't know. He's, I think he's more talented than Jimmy G, but Jimmy G like knows the offense. I think he would get the starting nod if they got Wentz, but. Uh, I think you're right, yeah. Steve. The, the best quality a player can have is availability. Say what you want about Zeke. He's a bum, but he's there. He's always there. Jimmy G. He looks good. The dude, the dude's chiseled, but he he never plays. So you're gonna back up a guy that can't play with also a guy that is really expensive and has an injury. Matt, we're gonna play a little game with you here. We're gonna pick five teams. Welcome to a new segment called "Do They Play in a Dome?" Okay, so we're gonna go with the first. We're doing a random team spinner. We got the Denver Broncos. Matt, do they play in a dome? So I've been to Denver. They have a huge airport. Um, and just because of that, they got to play in a dome. If you're building big airports, you might as well build a dome, right? I mean, no, they do not play in a dome. Zach, no more giving him hints. <laughs> Mile High City, Matt. You got that one wrong. Oh, for one. We're not going to get because he, he already started it. We can run the tape back. We're going to do another spin right now. 
the Houston Texans. Matt, do they play in a dome? It's hot down in Houston, so you'd think no, but I think the correct answer is they do. Ding, 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 ding. boy, That one's a tough one because they usually have that roof open. It'll trick you. You know, it's it's it moves. Moving on. Our next spin. The San Francisco 49ers. Matt, do they play in a dome? I don't think so, man. I think I've seen that stadium. They don't play in a dome, right? You are correct. So what? what is he on this? Two for three? Not bad, man. You, Zach, no more. You got to keep that head solid, brother. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Matt, do they play in a dome? Look, I've seen snow on that field, right? Who's to say? This is a who's to say, right? I mean, it's cold in Pittsburgh. You think they'd invest in the dome, but I think they play in the snow, don't they? No, they don't. They are in a dome. I know they're not. Incorrect! So the two for four, the last one to break the ice, break the tie. Oh, the Arizona Cardinals. Matt, for all the marbles, do they play in a dome? There's no way in hell these fools play in a dome. No one in Arizona is smart enough to build a dome, can you? You struggle in Tucson with IQ levels. Congratulations, Matthew. They got a dome there? You're right, they got the convertible. Oh, shit, they even got me. We got Zach pulling it up right now. Steve, do you know the answer to this question? Yeah, no, they got a dome. It's hot as shit in Arizona. You got me, bro. I thought they played outside. Thousand degrees. I thought that. You know, they must have pulled some guys up from back east or something like that because there's no way anyone in Arizona was thinking about building a goddamn convertible. I mean, California's right there. There's a lot of smart people in California. Oh, that is a dome if I have ever seen one. They slide the field out. So they must have taken a break from punching each other in the nuts. Wow. Two for... Two for five, Matt. Two for five. Welcome to our new segment of Do They Play in a Dome? What do you got for us, Zach? I got a little bonus round for Brent. Does Miami, in fact, play in a Dome? You know, Zach, I know that was trying to be a curveball, but that was a softball lob. They play in the AFC East against the Jets twice a year. And no, they do not play in a dome. It's tricky. It's nice out there. You know, the camera always looks nice. It's always they built that nice little, uh, they built that nice thing on top of the they old got stadium. got those nice teal colors. You know, they got that garbage. Hard Rock Stadium. But no, they don't play in a dome, Zach. But good try. I like it. Steve, man, like thanks it. for joining us, bro. I really appreciate it, man. You got anything else you you, you want to add? What, what do you think about this weekend, man? Like, are you excited for Super Bowl or a Super Wild Card weekend? Three games on Saturday, three on Sunday. I'm really excited, man. The days are starting to blend uh, together over here, so watching football for two days straight is going to be really exciting. 
Hey, man, what better way to blend your days together than with some NFL action? I, for one, am very excited. I'm very happy that you gave your picks, too, because this is going to be interesting. I honestly forgot who I picked for, like, half the games. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Appreciate it, boys. Uh, as always, don't forget to like and smash that subscribe button. Um, <laughs> Steve, it was nice having you on the podcast. Hope we can have you, uh, an, you know, another week um, in the near future. But um, I'm excited to see how this week plays out. And for those who would like to participate with the guys who talk about sports, go on to your ESPN Fantasy app and type in for the Pick'em $30,000 um Pick them whatever ESPN Fantasy has. We're not giving you the money. That's ESPN. But um, if you join the group called Guys That or the Guys Who Talk About Sports, you can see how you match up against our picks. We have put majority of our picks on there. So if you would like to, feel free and join. It is a public group. I just want to also take a second because we had posted a story after the Sunday night debacle. Thoughts on the benching of Jalen Hurts. We got a response from D Webster 14. Shout out Dylan. Um, his response was Bush League. And Dylan, we got to agree with you on that one. You know, Jesse, your team, it's disrespectful to the integrity of the game. I was saying it before. You know, you play to win the game. It's as simple as that. You know, you can't have guys. You can't. Hand make guys play with a loaded deck, you know. It's it's almost it brings a tear to my eye. But thanks, we're gonna keep posting questions over the weekend. So, you know, we're also what we're also gonna do is I'm going to post um, a share link. You can send a voice message to the show. I'm gonna post that on our Instagram page at Guys Talk Sports 101. If you want to send a little voice message, if it's a question and it's good enough, maybe we'll talk about it on the show. If it's, you know, you want to give us, send us a little some, some, you know, we'd appreciate it. We, cause we want to communicate with the fans. We love talking to the fans. You guys are what makes this fun. You know, we got our guy like Steve here, one of our number one fans and a hopefully recurring guest. Steve came on and I think he's going to kill it this week. He made some good picks, some great insight, you know, if you guys want to make a podcast, try Anchor. During lockdown, you're going to get bored. Shit happens. You got nothing to do. Get creative. Go on Anchor. Make use of your time. Easiest way to make a podcast. You can edit it, add effects, and do whatever. Get your voice out there. And don't forget to spank that Larry Fitzgerald. Couldn't have said it better myself. Steve, you got anything else you want to say for us, bud? Thanks, boys. Thanks, Steve, man. We really appreciate it. Going six right, and guys. Everybody have a great night and have a great super wild card weekend. I, for one, am pumped. Smash that like and subscribe button. Smash that like and subscribe button.